Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. has been kidnapped. To find her, they'll need the best team in the business. He has the experience, but his regular partner wasn't available. So they found someone even more lethal to himself. Oh, if you send somebody after her who's as unlucky as she is, he could literally stumble onto her. Some kind of joke or something. At the age of three, he's almost strangled by the cord from some draperies. Mr. Proctor is here, sir. I want you to go to Mexico and look for my daughter. This man has been hit by lightning twice. Once while inside a movie theater. I think we're going to make a good team. I'm trained in martial arts. Jealous because women are attracted to me and you can't stand it. Stay still. No, don't! Martin Short. It's a bee. What? I'm allergic to bee stings. Danny Glover. Are you alright? Fine. And you? Pure luck. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I am your host Jimbo, and today I'm joined by one half of the one half of the co-host. <laughs> so, and this time it's me, Terrence, <laughs> and not Kyle. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Kyle is on his way though; he he fell asleep, so he's here in spirit. Um, so today we thought we'd have a little fun, and and just, we've really done some hard hitting ones. And, and next next week's is going to be no exception with Lawrence of Arabia. But today we thought we'd lighten up the mood with a little. A comedy called Pure Luck, starring Martin Short and Danny Glover. Very funny movie, slapstick. Not much info out there, uh, but we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. But Terrence, before we get started, what is your favorite Martin Short movie? Martin Short. I'm trying to remember what else he was in. Like I have, I know plenty about Donald Glover, but uh, you mean Danny Glover? Glover. Okay, give me Danny Glover's movie then. Lethal Weapon, man. <laughs> that or Predator 2. Yeah. <laughs> he was also, That's about the only two that... He, was, well, he, he did he a was lot of drama in, roles. He, he, was in, he was also in Shooter, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, this, this was like 
one of his first comedies that he's ever done. Um, Danny Glover. So, Martin Short, I'll give you some. Three Amigos. Oh, Cl- okay. Clifford. Uh, Father of the Bride, where he prayed f- uh, from. <laughs> I'd have to go with Three Amigos. If yeah. It's gonna be three. I love Three Amigos. <laughs> that's I forgot he was in Three Amigos. Yeah, that's, that's a great. We'll have to cover that someday soon. So, uh, this is episode 87, uh, Pure Luck. So, Terrence, let's go ahead and get this one started. All right. Pure Luck. Release date, August 9th, 1991. Were you born yet? I was, I'm one years old <laughs> when this movie came out. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is rated PG. It's a great movie, man. <laughs> Which, uh, I always a, find it interesting. We, before we get started, let's go ahead. This type of movie... I wouldn't call it slapstick like Naked Gun and all those kind of slapsticks. It's just a funny movie with funny Still situations. slapstick. Yeah, at moments. <laughs> <laughs> then we got, uh, let's see, a budget of $17 million. Uh, if you account for inflation, that's $34.7 million today. That's, that's 104% inflation since 1991. Yeah, 104% inflation since 1991. Uh, strap in, it gets better. Uh <laughs> Opening weekend, USA and Canada, five million was made. Uh, if you can count for inflation, that's ten point two million today. Gross USA Canada, uh, we're looking at twenty two point six million. So that's forty six point two million today. And then worldwide, an extra two million was made for twenty four point nine million, uh, and that's fifty point eight million today. So it didn't do great. But it didn't do bad. <laughs> it made money. It, it, well, it, here's the thing. You typically want to double what you made on your budget. So the budget was $17 million. They made $24 million. $24.9 million. Let's just say twenty-five, right, if you round up. $25 million. Somebody still got paid, Terrence. Someone got paid. It's, it's, it wouldn't be considered a rounding success. Uh, then we have Box Office August 1991. This is really interesting. So here's the top five for <laughs> August number one, 1991. Man. Number one, Hot Shots. <laughs> Great movie too, man. Number two, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Number three, Doc Hollywood. Number four, The Doctor. And number five, Double Impact. And then all the way down at number eight, we have Pure Luck. Then the gap widens between the top five and Pure Luck for Box Office 1991. Number one, we got Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Number two, Robin Hood and the Prince of Thieves. I love that movie. Number three, Home Alone. Number four, Silence of the Lambs. Number five, City Slickers. I feel like we've done almost all of these. close. Uh, and then all the way down at number 63, we have Pure Luck. 63. <laughs> <laughs> so this was directed by Nadia Tess, uh, who also directed movies such as Amy, Malcolm, and Oleg, the Oleg Vidoff story. Uh, I don't know any of these movies, but I did see in, in a lot of the movies that she directed, a lot of them were just names of people, which I, I found just funny. Right, but you got to remember that this is also a Mexican-American co-production film, too. So some of those might be more prominent in the Mexican side of the production. You know what I mean? So Maybe so, yeah. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I've never heard of any of them either. You know what I mean? But, yeah. So then uh, we have writing credits. We have Francis Weber. Uh, this was uh, fi- for the film La Severe. Um, Herschel <laughs> Wingward. 
for the screenplay. <laughs> Timothy Harris for the screenplay. Uh, music by Jonathan Sheffer. Director of photography, David Parker. And this was produced by uh, Sean Daniel, Kennard Hall, and Lance Hall. And then Vances Weber, Francis Weber as executive producer. Then finally, we have a runtime of an hour and 36 minutes. It's 96 minutes. So quick little, you know, just average time movie. Uh, unlike our next movie. Uh, sound mix, Dolby. This is this movie's in color. Uh, aspect ratio is 1.85 by 1. And then we just have the negative format of 35 millimeter and printed film format 35 millimeter. Nothing special there. And uh, I don't off to your get favorite to do part. My favorite part because there are no <laughs> awards. None. Nothing. Not even. No, not but you know what you do get to do. Now you get to come up with a synopsis of this movie, Terrence. Let's hear what Terrence comes up with off the t- off the cuff with a synopsis of the movie. Pure luck. All right. So uh, you have a detective who is tasked to find the daughter of a, a, a big CEO from a big company um, who has also hired somebody else to find his daughter, which uh, it was, it's this, um, was he a doctor or was he just like a, a uh, what was that? The, the guy who was just in the beginning of the movie. Oh, uh, whatever. He, yeah. he, he, it's some guy who does study and he, he's like, yeah, no, no, the, there's people with just inherently bad luck. And um, so you're also going to have this guy tag along with you. Uh, because someone with bad luck, extremely bad luck, is bound to find somebody else with extremely bad luck. So this detective now has to go around all of Mexico uh, through bad luck shenanigans trying to find someone else with bad luck. We forgot, though, <laughs> that the guy with bad luck that he brought in was oh, said he was in charge of the detective <laughs> the entire time. Because that's one of the, atta- the things throughout the thing. He's like, look, I'm in charge. You listen to me. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so basically they're thinking, hey, two bad luck people meet each other. We'll find her. We can bring her back home. Yep. Because his daughter had gotten amnesia from running into <laughs> a wall or, or mugged in the Mexico or wherever she was at, remember? And so let's go talk about the cast. Of course, the great Martin Short. He's he's just so funny in almost everything he does. Um, Father of the Bride, Three Amigos, Clifford, as we've mentioned. Uh, then you have Danny Glover, who's was really more of a drama drama role. Before uh, a lot of this stuff came out, so I mean, it, it, like for the longest time, he did get typecasted into like cop or like military advisor type roles. It's not even until like way later that you see him in other roles, not a cop, right? Or like you know, some kind of grizzled. Uh, so Martin Short played Proctor. Uh, Danny Glover played Campanella. <laughs> Them two <laughs> together were funny, man. Uh, Sheila Kelly played Valerie, which was the missing daughter. Uh, Sam Wanamaker played the Highsmith. Scott Wilson played Grimes. Harry Shearer played Manosov. Uh, Jorge Rusek played Inspector Segura. Uh, Rodrigo Puebla, Fernando, John H. Brennan, Tyler. And then you go into like Pilot, Prisoner, Security Guard, Girls Club, The Nurse One, Nurse Two, yeah. and all that. So no need to go into, <laughs> no need to prolong that. So uh, as we go along here, there's, there's just not a lot of information here. Uh, so this will probably be a really short episode. Uh, so Highsmith, who was a uh, Sam Wanamaker, <laughs> has insured a world famous pianist hands for eight million dollars. In Danny <laughs> Glover's first scene, he is reading a newspaper with the headline of "Renowned pianist hands break are uh, broken in a freak accident." <laughs> I mean, of wow, eight of million dollars, right? Um, 
Martin Short's uh, sports red hair in this film, uh, instead of his dark brown hair, because of an accident, or because not an accident, but he had been filming Clifford, and the dye was still in there um, from Orion Pictures or whatever, uh, which had been filmed around this time. Uh, rather than change it from the Dutch boy haircut that he had, uh, they went ahead and wanted to wear it in a perm instead to give that crazy look. You know how he looks yeah, kind yeah. of crazy. Um, this is the uh, film's uh, score is also by the composer Danny Elf, uh, uh, F. Elfman, who we've talked about before. Yes. Probably pretty familiar with doing the theme for The Simpsons. Uh, well, I mean, he's... Cancel that. Uh, <laughs> he, he did... <laughs> The beginning of this movie, the theme to this is kind of similar to The Simpsons, but I don't think he did The Simpsons theme. One of the two. I'll have to look that up and get back to you. Um, but he's, been, he's moved here. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's done a lot of lot of scores though. Uh, like we said, this is a Mexican American co-production of films. Uh, this was the first comedy, as we said, Dan Glover starred during the, the uh, this period of time. Glover was mainly a dramatic actor who had done serious roles in The Color Purple, yeah, and To Sleep with Anger. As well as action throwers like Lethal Weapon and its sequels, Predator 2 and Witness. Uh, Glover would return to the genre in 1997 with his Lethal Weapon co star Oscar winner Joe Pesci for the Disney comedy Gone Fishing six years later. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Gone Fishing, Terrence? No. Oh, Borderline 11. That's all I'm going to say. You're, you're gonna, you'll like that one too. Uh, near the end of the movie, when Eugene and Valerie are walking into the hospital, Valerie states, What a beautiful hospital this is. But remember, she says she's been in hospitals all over the world. But she still has amnesia during this time period, so how can she remember? I was thinking that, that too, yeah. <laughs> um, then there's also Eugene's eggs, as uh, he's Eugene Proctor, as his eggs are changed from cut to just cooked, back to cut up during his breakfast conversation with Raymond. So, Terrence, why don't you go ahead and get, tell me your couple of favorite parts of this movie for you. Well, let, let me first say uh, I commend this movie for you know being in an age where you can film in Mexico and not have that Mexico tent. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Because like you see it every now and then, uh, especially in like 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 gritty like movies. But was it it's actually like, filmed in Mexico? I have no idea. So, so you just assumed that it was... No, no, but like even in movies that aren't filmed in Mexico that are quote unquote in Mexico, it's always that tent, that same filter over the screen that's like this like uh, like this tannish kind of you know what I'm talking yeah. about. They did it in Sekiro. They did it in uh, you know a bunch of other movies. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was like oh hey I'm watching a movie that's in uh, quote unquote Mexico and uh, it doesn't have that filter so that was fun. Um, I think one scene that actually had me laughing pretty hard was uh, was the allergic reaction in the plane. <laughs> the bee sting. Uh, I didn't expect him. I didn't expect him to go. Uh, you know, blow up co- completely. <laughs> uh, uh, just turn that dial up to a hundred on that, and just because he looks back, he said, "Hey, how you doing?" He's like, "I'm doing fine." He looks back, he's like, you know, his face is just like this big. He's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Land the plane down, land the plane down." He's like, "Why?" He's like, <laughs> you know, he was okay until he realized, you know, that that he had been stung because there was a bee on him at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's hilarious. That's probably the, the best scene of the movie. Uh, another funny scene I thought was where uh, the snake comes up between oh, Danny yeah. Glover's legs and Martin Short gets the gun. And he says, I, oh, I got it. He's like, don't. Please don't. Shoot, please don't. Uh, and he shoots him in the leg. I did I did find the, the scene afterwards funny where he tried to fight him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then that completely went south, obviously. <laughs> and then the, and right after, that's when they're the the jeep or whatever, and it's going over the cliff. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But there's stuff like there's stuff all throughout here. Like uh, I thought one of the more touching scenes in this movie is when they go. Um, remember when he's like, you know, uh, tell the girl fifty dollars or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh. And, and so, but then you see him, and he says he tells you, "Look, I got this. You know, just go back to the hotel. I, I've got this. I'm ordering you to go back to the hotel or whatever." And yeah. then you see him crawling through the hotel door. You oh, know, the, yeah, the spending yeah. thing because he just got <laughs> beat up so bad. And then you see Danny Glover go back and take care of business. Um, all in all, I love this movie. I think it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I just from the really, yeah. I mean, it's just comedic gold, man. Uh, I'd say it's funny, but I wouldn't say it's well. I mean, I've ever seen it's 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 up there, man. It's not in my top five, but you know, <laughs> no, what is? <laughs> I don't know exactly. Not this one. So <laughs> uh, that would require you to watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Watch um, movies. This this is episode something, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember where you're at. Uh, I, I just think that them two work so good together. I enjoy this movie. Um, if you're looking for a good laugh, man, and, and not a lot of thought has to go into it. It's true. Then this is funny. Um, just that's all I can say about it. It's funny. Terrence? It, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, and obligatory, I would put, I'd put any, like if you want to say, the reason why I can't put it in the top five, because I don't know where any of them would land, but I can put all of Mel Brooks somewhere above this movie. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's better than Spaceballs or Young Frankenstein or anything, but I'm just saying it's funny. And I personally enjoy this one. Of course. This is course. one I can sit down and watch and still laugh every time I see him blow up in that when he gets stung <laughs> by the bee. I will laugh every single time that comes on TV. I, I would say this is, uh, uh, if, you're, if Slaps sticks to your thing, this is a solid, hilarious movie. Uh, if Slapstick's not your thing... This movie might not be your bag. That would probably be my biggest takeaway from the movie. And what I can say of if for some reason you didn't watch it after <laughs> you knew we were going to watch. Um, that's what I would say. But, uh, yeah, no, no, solid movie. Yeah, it was all right. Um, we do have something new. We do have a actual clapboard used from the movies uh from universal studios and so, even though we are an audio podcast <laughs> right we, yeah so instead of hearing terrence and kyle clap every week we you, will you actually just, get, uh, just you, you don't let's, let's go ahead and give him a test one you got you got to visualize it i'm holding this uh gosh you think you after all this time we know what it's called what is clabbered, this thing called? It? is it just a clapper clabbered clabbered i call it a clabber i think so Oh, listen to that. that. Sounds good. It's way better than clapping. Right. Now, I wonder how many times you or Kyle are going to smash your fingers in this, just like pure luck. <laughs> we'll see. So, um, if you want to follow us on, I know this is a short episode, so if you want to follow us on uh, Facebook, we are the Tragedy of Cinema Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can find us on, I think I'm on Twitter still. Um, Kyle's supposed to be ramping up the TikTok, uh, so that, I'm sure hilarious hijinks will ensue there. Oh, yeah, I'm um, sure. So with that being said, stay tuned for next week's episode, which is going to be... It's going to be big. It's going to be epic. It is probably, I think they said, one of the longest movies of all time. Maybe the longest. the longest movie we've watched. I think it's the longest movie there is. Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> Seriously. I think it's in the notes. I, uh, yeah. It, it's almost four hours. It's it almost four me. hours. Um, so be ready for that epic. So we thought we'd do a little shorter one here, and hopefully Kyle will be here soon to record that one. So. Yeah, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed Pure Luck. I know there wasn't a lot out there, but shorter watch episode, it. But hey, you know, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess that's a wrap. And cut. Oh.